actually buy wow, my money dirty. Help the moon rise up in dark depths of the prejudice. Or as the skirt falls open as she shifts on the floor. Christ, lady. Zavalchine steps on Mick's back. Mick slumps to the floor. Mick races to the majestic heights of understanding and brotherhood. Zavalchine slaps her baton against the carpet beside Mick's head. Allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> My name is Paul. Mick rolls over onto his back. people were at this fucking party. We are oppressed. Denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. This shit is getting too fucking old. Come together against a common enemy. Who taught you to hate. I need to see my, well, my wife. The very color of your skin such to the extent that you bleach it to get like the white man. How many kids do I have? Taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I need a fucking bath. Who taught you to hate your own kind? Maybe a bubble bath? You should ask yourself who. Who taught you to hate being what God gave you? Yeah. Fucking bubble bath. If he's not afraid to clean the house up. Like pink. If he's not ready to clean his house up, he shouldn't have a house. It should catch on fire, and it should burn. Exterior rooftop morning, March 19th, 2015. Chekhov lifts Gloria's body, dragging her across the roof toward a bedroom window. <laughs> Tamir lost his soccer ball. He told him it, that Trayvon took it. Exterior, Mid-City, Maine, Public Library, morning, March 19th, 2015. Hot sauce stands on the library steps downtown, juggling bottles of Tapatio, Sriracha, and Tabasco sauce. Tamir went to Emmett <laughs> on his way to make a formal complaint. Where are you going? 
human ass, and Takira stuck. Hotspot slowly sits down on the library steps, still juggling. Hey! Emmett! I'm going to the police station! Hot sauce drops the glass bottle of Tabasco, splashing red on the steps. He pulls out a jar of chili sauce and continues juggling. Emmett seemed concerned! Don't do that! Why? Why would you do that? Hot sauce slowly stands, tap dancing in the broken glass and spilled sauce, still juggling. No! <laughs> no! We solve our own problems here. Interior Gloria be Gloria's bedroom, morning, March 19th, 2015. Chekhov drags Gloria in through a window from the roof. I will help you. So, <laughs> Emmett and Tamira went to find Trayvon. <laughs> Interior non-fiction section, morning, March 19th, 2015. Kilroy reads by the light of an ancient lamp at an oak desk, alone on an upper floor of the darkened downtown library. In a more respectable line of work, Norwin Manessis, Danilo Blandin, and Freeway Rick Ross would have been hailed as geniuses of marketing. Exterior, Mid-City, Main Public Library, morning March 19, 2015. Hot Sauce drops all the jars and bottles, leaving them to shatter on the ground. Fuck. He applauds himself and walks away. This odd trio, a smuggler, a bureaucrat, and a driven ghetto teenager made fortunes interior mid-city financial top floor morning march 19th 2015 a harried looking secretary nods holding the handle of an office phone a balding man shouts to no one in particular and for goodness sake find mr wilfordshire he went off to creating the first mass market in america for a product so hellishly desirable that consumers will People rush around. An older woman, holding a clipboard, whispers into the vaulting man's ear. What was that? Well, well, I don't, I don't know. We'll literally kill to get it. Uh, Crack cocaine. Yeah. Uh, well, you see... No, Mr. Mister Wilfenshire is uh, he's unseemingly particular. An older woman grasps the clipboard tightly to her bosom, leaving the room. People rush around. The balding man sweats, dabbing the top of his head with his tie. The secretary hangs up the phone, which immediately rings again. She answers the phone. The two men who turned Rick Ross into L.A.'s first king of crack. The men who, for at least five years, supplied him with enough Colombian cocaine to help spawn crack markets in major cities nationwide. Their critical role in the country's crack explosion, a Mercury News investigation found, has been strictly guarded secret. Exterior, Mid-City Chronicle offices, morning, March 19th, 2015. A newspaper page blows by on the sidewalk. The headline, Masked Vigilantes, Caped Avengers. Exterior, NBC TV Studios, flashback, March 18th night. Elizabeth Esquire speaks with a meteor maid, a meter maid, gesturing to the Bentley parked across the street from City Hall. Don't victimize ourselves by distorting the world. Stop moaning about Jesus. Stop sweating and crying and stop dying for Jesus. Unless that's the name of the army we, we're building to force the land finally to change hands. And let's not call that Jesus. Get a quick consensus on that. Let's, let's damn sure not call that black fire muscle no, no one 
invisible psychic gen dungeon, no gentle vision straitjacket. Let's call that people army. Or... The cop, show, the cop shop tow truck pulls up. Elizabeth Esquire gestures, and the meter maid goes to speak with the tow truck driver. Exterior of Gloria's apartment, morning, March 19th, 2015. Chekhov drags Gloria's body out of the front door and down the walk. God. Fucking damn it. Gloria. Exterior Mid-City Main Public Library, morning, March 19th, 2015. Felsari slips out the front door, followed by a few squirrels, holding two library keys. He locks the door, climbs the ADA ramp, and steps slips through a hedge. No, Gloria, no! It's... Gloria, I'm gonna... I'm using your phone. It's... I need to call an Uber. Exterior of the Grand Hotel morning, March 19th, 2015. Abe's station wagon pulls up the driveway. Abe gets out. A valet approaches. Abe, Abe waves him away, entering the hotel. Yeah, I'm looking for... Interior, Mordecai's table kitchen, morning, March 19th, 2015. Connie's corpse lies on the floor of the kitchen. A note in her hand reads, Call me, Wilfred Wilfordshire. Connie's apron is stuffed full of thick stacked hundred dollar bills. So, okay, just, alright, this elevator? <laughs> no, simple enough. No, 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 no. I, I, I'll find it. Exterior, Elephant Rally, December 22nd, 2015. Cops beat protesters with batons, teasing women and aiming assault <gasps> rifles into the crowd. Black clad figures, faces covered with bandanas, move through the crowd, clashing with open carry Proud Boy militias. Children in military camouflage carry weapons almost as large as their bodies. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind. Exterior Mordecai's table, morning, March 19th, 2015. Kelroy slips in through a side door, holding the two library keys. Requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Kelroy slips out again, holding one key, which he stuffs into a pocket. Pausing long enough to scribble kill over from the favors tag. An elegant sedan stumbles down the street, rumbles down the street. Interior NBC TV Studios flashback March 18th night. Dolores stands smoothing her skirt. Nick sits in a corner of the room, pinned against a wall by Les Avangines' baton. Do you really want a beating that badly? Nick vomits. Dolores and Les Avangines recoil. Nick grabs the baton and swings at <laughs> Les Avangines' leg. She, she backs away. Nick leans on the baton to stand and pivots. Slips in the vomit, stumbles to the door, unlocks it, and launches himself through the door, dropping the baton. Interior NBC Studio Hallway, flashback March 18th night. The officer swings shut as Dolores collapses, steadying herself on Les Avangines. Nick ducks through another doorway. Interior NBC News Studio, flashback March 18th flashback. night. Nick runs through a live news broadcast. Reports that the Ilsum Cabby Company has received decidingly mixed reviews since the judges decree that the sedans will be outfitted with cameras. Following a series of rape allegations after which the company briefly threatened to shut its doors. Wait, what? What's that? Okay, I am told that the rapist, I, huh, I apologize, alleged rapist, 
Security moves towards Mick, who pushes through another door. Interior soap opera set, flashback March 18th night. Dash is onto the set of a soap opera. Two middle-aged white people in heavy makeup simulate sex on the bed. Muriel. It's Meredith. Has retained employment with the company pursuant to and pending further court date. Is that okay? Is the pursuant? All right. Should I? Or, okay. Yeah. No. 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 Run it again. Oh fuck. We're, all right. We're live. Treyarch in your back more. Next slams open another door. Interior six on set. Flashback March 18th night. Falls to the ground and stands. He's on the set of a college house party. Hippies chant from one corner. Why is my life such a horribly awkward social disaster? Cat sees Tin and rushes over. She's tiny, wearing a skimpy outfit. She wraps herself around Tin. Mick shoves past Great ass. Anywhere the least. Nick runs through another door. Interior music video set. Flashback, March 18th. Nick pauses, exhausted. Pimpanzees are wailing through their most popular song. The director screams under their music. It's supposed to be a lip sync! I have to check on the rehearsal. Alright, next door, keep practicing! I guess! Nick applauds, laughing. He shakes his head and pushes through another door. Interior comedy news set flashback, March 18th night. Warhol sits at a news desk. This Justin. I got a date tonight, bitches. Nick Waves. Warhol, right? My people are from the islands, which means we used to get traded for rum. But now it's just drunk at parties like I am. Nick chuckles, sauntering through another door. Interior film set, flashback, March 18th night. A pretty uh, reporter in white, covered in blood, screams and drops her mic. Loud flashes uh, and bangs pop off as extras scream and run from zombies, indiscriminately tearing into flesh and bone. Nick pushes through an exit door. Exterior NBC TV studios, flashback, March 18th night. Uh, Nick walks up the block, surveying mid-city's town square. Exterior, the Grand Hotel, morning, March 19th, 2015. Licorice walks out the front entrance, holding hands with Toulouse. Thanks for watching me, Cam. I, I know it's boring. They kiss. Licorice stops the service attendant and whispers into the attendant's ear, slipping him some cash, then walks off with Toulouse. Want to hear something weird? Sure Interior of the commissioner's office, afternoon, March 19, 2015. Commissioner Chickless hangs up the phone heavily. Com Get me Abraham Washington! Interior, Chekhov and Gloria's Uber, afternoon, March 19, 2015. Chekhov drags Gloria out of the Uber. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not really what it, uh... <laughs> Exterior Town Square, flashback, March 18th night. Nick walks between trees and pushes, cloaked in shadow. He observes a large frowning man named Susan. 
We heard the sound of a heavy door unlocking and squirrels. Liquor sinks towards City Hall. Okay, my ladies. Education time. You hear the sound of sirens in the distance. Interior of the commissioner from the office. Afternoon, March 19th, 2015. An older woman climbs out from beneath Commissioner Chickless's desk. She lifts a clipboard from the desk and borrows and kisses the commissioner. Washington! The Negro Cop Downtown? The phone rings. Miss Chickless snatches up her phone, placing it to his ear. Analysis? Why would I give a hell about your anal? Isis? Interior emergency room, afternoon, March 19th, 2015. Hospital security throws Chekhov to the ground at gunpoint. Orderly <gasps> wheel Gloria away. Well, I am the only one who is helping. Security pins Chekhov down while he flails. Fuck. <gasps> Where did I leave off? Passivism as pathology. Interior, the commissioner's office. Afternoon, March 19th, 2015. Miss Chekhov screams into the phone. Precisely. The preoccupation with avoiding actions which might provoke violence is thus not based on sincere belief that violence will, or even can, truly be avoided. An older woman whispers into the commission's ear. Exterior, freeway by the river, afternoon, March 19th, 2015. An elegant sedan speeds out of town, passing Daisy's minivan, abandoned not far from the shady motel. A funeral service and release party is scheduled at the Minotaur Club. Exterior Weeping Willow Lane, redacted 2013. Licorice, bleeding from the head, tries to climb a high barbed wire fence, bordering the shady road, lined by deciduous trees. Passivism is suicidal, and its core impulse to prostrate itself before the obvious reality of the violence inherent in state power. Exterior Mid City's Best Damn Standards, afternoon, March 19, 2015. The shop is closed. Bewildered customers mill around the lawn, arguing and checking their phones. Hot sauce meanders into the scene. 48. This book is crazy. Oh, here's Eloise. Interior emergency room, afternoon, March 19th, 2015. Pickoff sits handcuffed in the waiting room. Hospital security confers with Mid City PD. A young Eager cop is wheeled out as he attempts to smile. She said, Barbara J. Nelson? The ending is everything. Plan all the way to it. Taking into account all the possible consequences, obstacles, and twists of fortune that might reverse your hand, your hard work, and give the glory to others. Sergeant Clooney walks into the hospital as journalists shout, taking photographs. Clooney! The governor's mansion. Steer the governor's mansion in afternoon, March 19, 2015. Rolls Royce pulls up in the governor's driveway. Iron Rock Gate opens slowly. Guys, I all right. Maybe I should explain. Who the fuck is this bitch? Exterior weeping below lane redacted 2013. Licorice tumbles off the fence, clothing torn, inside the clandestine property of the shady motel. Exterior Mid City Public Hospital. Evening, March 19th, 2015. Abe's station wagon pulls up on the sidewalk. Abe flies out of the car into the emergency room. Interior Mid City Public Hospital. Evening, March 19th, 2015. Abe grabs a handcuff to check off. Back into the floor. Since Mr. Baboof is 
filed an affidavit affidavit to the effect that he does not wish to avail himself to his privilege. Interior Abe Station Wagon, evening March 19, 2015. Abe shoves Chekhov, still handcuffed, into the back seat and climbs in front. The wagon peels rubber off into the distance. I'm merely putting it as an exhibit to be offered at the right time. Not as part of the case. It hasn't been offered by either side as an exhibit. Exterior Mordecai's Table, evening March 19, 2015. Abe's station wagon pulls up and parts, splashing vomit lightly in all directions. Man. I'll uh I'll take over for Abe if he doesn't show. Coolio, thanks guys. And I'll do but, sound effects as per usual. Rachel cool. wanted to know if God is the narrator voice or if there's really God. Does God read God stage directions? God reads the the log lines and all the stage directions and shit. How's your Morgan Freeman? Um I haven't tried. First time I put on black right. voice. I don't know what the future is gonna hold here. Not a single ever. Oh yeah, there there may be a couple nigger bombs. You know, just roll with it. Don't be weird. <sighs> oh, like a hard oh, ER. Uh, whitewash it like I did. Like a hard ER. Oh boy, you're listening. I'm gonna to lean me. into it, and I'm not. I don't want anyone to take it out of context. No, it's a direct request. You gotta respect the playwright. I'm respecting the playwright. Goddamn right. I'm All not right. gonna smile when I say it either, though. I'm gonna be very serious. Very serious. All right, are we ready to roll? I think so, yeah. Chekhov's gun. Mix City. March 19th, December 22nd, 2015. Nine. Episode. 
Exterior, Elephant Rally, December 22nd, 2015. Protesters scream and fights break out as riot police loom ominously around. Exterior, Weeping Willow Lane, Redacted, 2013. Licorice walks down the road, bleeding from a head wound. Interior, Shadow Democrats Board Meeting, Redacted, 2015. Shadowy figures gather around a large mahogany table in a dark room filled with smoke. <coughs> Interior, Abe's station wagon, Dawn, March 19th, 2015. Abe opens the door of his vehicle, vomiting onto the street. <coughs> Exterior, Mick's office, Dawn, March 19th, 2015. Mick, carrying two buckets of paint, pushes his way through the front door, which hangs by a hinge. Exterior, Mordecai's table, Dawn, March 19th, 2015. The door of Abe's station wagon opens, and Abraham vomits into the street. A cluster of police vehicles cordon off the block. Heavy set officer Quentin reads a pulp novel. Exterior, mid city financial top floor, dawn, March 19th, 2015. Bankers, secretaries, and mailroom workers scurry around in a panic. We hear the voice of a home bum. I guess it all started. Uh. Exterior, city hall, rooftop, helipad, dawn, March 19th, 2015. Carlos, the driver, and mercenary Shannon take off with filthy Mayor Grisham in a large black helicopter. Mid-City's fire department battles the flames at City Hall. SWAT teams storm the building. Interior Mix office, Dawn, March 19, 2015. Mick reaches a hand into each paint bucket and stains his face red and blue. Through the busted front door, we catch a glimpse of his empty parking space. You feel lucky? You talking to me? Well, do you, punk? Exterior, rooftop, dawn, March 19th, 2015. Chekhov nudges Gloria, then shakes her. Gloria. Gloria. Interior, the black helicopter, dawn, March 19th, 2015. Carlos flies the chopper. Shannon, without looking, slaps the mare. We don't have to kill him. Shannon glances at Carlos. No? Shannon kicks Jim Grisham out of the chopper, and he falls somewhere between the river and shore. Exterior, Motown Records, 1965. A portal opens behind the studio. Vinyl steps out. Back in! Damn, fuck you! Exterior, Mordecai's Table, Morning, March 19th, 2015. Abe stands in an alley behind the restaurant, surveying the corpse of Taka, a home bum. We're gonna need a, a bigger boat. What'd you say? Never mind. I don't even work in this lousy district. Huh? Ask me why I'm here. Abe walks inside the restaurant. 
Man, I'm taking over. Okay, so it all started. Scrolling detective urinates against an alley wall. Kilroy walks past Abe's station wagon, stepping into vomit. What? Oh, my kicks, man. Kilroy peeks in a window of a bar slash restaurant. Interior. Nick's office. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Mick, face covered with blue and red paint, pushes through the broken door and stands over his desk. The answering machine is missing. Mick turns on the radio. We hear static and sensey. 79. Brandon Jones, 319-15, Cleveland, Ohio. Officers reported they responded to a robbery call at Parkwood Grocery early in the morning when the store was closed. Mick goes to the sink and tries to wash the paint off. He searches for a towel. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Accounts vary about the time of the shooting. Officers say they had a scuffle with Jones, who had a bag, and they shot him to death. And there was no weapon found on Jones. Interior. Mercy College dorm room, morning, March 19th, 2015. A dead ferret lies on a stark, on the stark carpeted dormitory bedroom. Suddenly, a window shatters and a baseball flies into the room, bouncing onto the carpet. Now littered with broken glass, the radio is on. Weekend, Belgian PM Diddler Rainers posts on an image online of himself dressed in blackface. According to the Washington Post, and from the Japan Times, anti-racist campaigners are celebrating a decision by Fuji TV to... Exterior, Mordecai's table, morning, March 19th, 2015. Kilroy slips out a side door, stuffing something into a jacket. Jay walks, then ducks down an alley and disappears. Fuji canceling the segment. A heated debate over racism broke out across Twitter sphere last month as an image went viral that showed members of... Exterior, Mid-City's main public library. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Kilroy slips through hedges over a railing, climbing onto an ADA ramp and strolling up a locked front door. Doo-wop-inspired group Rats and Star and idol group Morimoto Clover Z in blackface backstage while filming. Kilroy pulls out a key, unlocks the library, and steps inside. Interior, Mordecai's table, morning, March 19th, 2015. Restaurant littered with corpses, including the 12th District Meter Maid, beside Captain Reginald, a uniformed security guard, Clarence, a mortician, with a head librarian, 12th District Desk Cop, board-looking headquarters guard, Esquire's driver, next to a pretty young nurse, Warhol alongside the pretty reporter, and the 12th District Guard. We hear a toilet flush, lab tech... What? Takes photos and samples, bagging evidence, and notating on an iPad. Okay, let me see here. Who's a head librarian now? Suck on that, ladies. The door of a unisex bathroom opens. Abe steps out, wiping a hand on his pants. He looks toward the lab tech. Alright, what do we got? <coughs> lab tech gestures dismissively 
have to get to the hotel. The... Someone will be around to brief you. Lab tech quickly packs a medical bag and exits through a side door. Oh, son of a farmer. Exterior rooftop dawn, March 19th, 2015. Gloria lays unconscious. Chekhov Hello? makes a phone call. Hello? Yes. 911. Interior shadow, Democrats board meeting, redacted, 2015. Shadowy figures, the large mahogany table, and a dark, smoky room. Bob Bernard or Hill and Willie, another part of could have got us killed. Exterior, Mid-City, Main Public Library, morning, March 19th, 2015. Squirrels wander into the downtown branch of Mid-City's library. Through a slightly open front door, Hot Sauce walks in with Slinky. This is, um, okay, all right. This could be a good one. No, maybe. Man, I was stuck in there forever. Cool. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Hot Sauce sits on the library steps. Slinky wanders off. Let me tell you a story. Hot Sauce pulls items from his coat, bottles of Tabasco, Sriracha, Tapatio, etc., and begins to juggle. Okay, let me try to to create such a crisis and foster such a tension that a, a community which has constantly refused to negotiate is forced to confront the issue, seeks to so to dramatize the issue that it can no longer be ignored. My citing the creation of tension as part of the work of nonviolent resistor may sound. Well, the story is about three boys named, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, Trayvon, uh, Emmett, and, oh, Mir. Exterior, Julia Rockham's Mansion, morning, March 19th, 2015. Julia bathes nude in the morning light, laying atop one of her Porsches. Am I the enemy? White supremacy, trying to make tonight the end of me. Cavaliers beat the dubs back. Bet Tamir would have loved that. Interior, Mordecai's table, morning, March 19th, 2015. Abe stands over the corpse of Warhol and sighs, clucking his tongue. That's too bad. That nigga was motherfucking funny. Abe steps over a few bottles, kneeling over Clarence, shining a pen light. Abe removes a handkerchief from his coat, reaching into one of Clarence's pockets and pulling out a third Reich swastika medallion. Piece of shit. Abe coughs, wiping his mouth. Exterior. Mick's office. Morning, March 19th, 2015. We catch a glimpse of Mick through the broken door of his office. The parking lot is empty. Exterior, MBC Studios. Flashback, flashback. March 18th, evening. Flashback! Mick, unpainted, circles the block, examining exits and entrances of the TV station. We see the Bentley parked across the street from City Hall. 
Interior, NBC Studios. Flashback, March 18th. Night. Mick, Mick, wait, <laughs> Mick wakes on the floor of Dolores's chic office. Dolora rema Dolores remains unconscious on the floor. Leavagine stands holding a baton, nudging Mick's throat with one end. Uh, let's say you learned your lesson. I've been watching you a while now. Mick wipes his mouth, then grasps on the end of the baton. But I must confess that I am not afraid of the word tensioned. Mick removes the baton from his throat and spits on the floor. <coughs> Mick Look. Stands. Mick stands. It's feminism crap. Leavagine sweeps Mick's legs, dragging the baton across his chest. Mick falls. Socrates fell. It was necessary to create a tension in the mind so that individuals could rise from the bondage of myths and half-truths to the unfettered realm of creative analysis and objective appraisal, so that we must see the need to... Dolores stirs on the carpeted floor. <laughs> Mick pushes up onto his hands and knees. Find the tension in society that will... Help men rise from the dark depths of prejudice. Dolores' skirt falls open as she shifts on the floor. Oh, Christ, lady. Leavagine steps on Mick's back. Mick slumps onto the floor. Racism to the majestic heights of understanding and brotherhood. Leavagine slaps her baton across the carpet beside Mick's head. Allow me to introduce myself. My, my name is Hove. Mick rolls over onto his back. We create a situation so crisis-packed that it will inevitably open the door. Exterior, rooftop, morning, March 19th, 2015. Chekhov paces on the roof beside the unmoving form of Gloria. Long as our beloved Southland been bogged down in a tragic effort to live in monologue exterior grand hotel morning march 19th 2015 lab tech walks out of the hotel's main entrance he spots a littered piece of trash retrieves it from the ground and searches for a garbage receptacle repetition of events that have taken place here in los angeles lately interior mid-city financial main floor morning march 19th 2015 an exceedingly long line wins this way around the bank, which today seems to resemble a refugee camp or occupy encampment. We have to go to the root. We have to go to the cause. Exterior Elephant Rally, December 22nd, 2015. Riot police pepper spray protesters as red-hatted white people cheer and scream... <laughs> Cops strike people of color with batons. Toddlers cry and flail. Cops on horseback nearly trample pedestrians. People oftentimes think that we're dealing in eternity. Exterior, Mordecai's table morning, March 19th, 2015. Taka's corpse lies in an alley with a chalk outline and a small card that reads, 
Number 14. Abe steps out through a large side door examining a home bum Taka's corpse. All in the tavern. One in the one in the kitchen. One in the alley. How many people were at this damn party? We are oppressed. I swear to my lord and savior. Denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. This shit is getting too old. Come together against a common enemy. You need a goddamn nap. Who taught you to hate? I need to see my my wife. The color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man. How many how many kids do I have? Taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I need a fucking bath. You taught you to hate your own kid. Bubble bath? You should ask yourself who. Taught you to hate being what God gave you. Yeah, fucking fucking bubble bath. If he's not ready to clean up his fucking house. A pink goddamn bubble bath. If he's not ready to clean his house up, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have a house. It should catch on fire. It should burn down. Exterior rooftop morning, March nineteenth, twenty fifteen. Check off lifts Gloria's body, dragging her across the roof toward a bedroom window. <laughs> Samir lost his soccer ball. He told Emmett that Trayvon took it. Exterior, Mid-City's Public Library, morning, March 19th, 2015. Hot sauce stands on the library steps downtown, juggling bottles of Tapatio, Sriracha, and Tabasco sauce. Tamir went by Emmett on his way to make a formal complaint. Where are you going? Eminem asked. Tamir stopped. Hot sauce slowly sits on the library steps, still juggling. Uh, hey, Eminem! I'm going to the police station. Hot sauce drops the glass bottle of Tabasco, splashing red on the steps. He pulls out a jar of chili sauce and continues juggling. Eminem seems concerned. Don't do that. Why? Why would you? Hot sauce slowly stands, tap dancing on broken glass and spilled sauce, still juggling. No, 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 we solve our own problems here. Interior, Gloria's bedroom, morning, March 19th, 2015. Check off drags Gloria in through a window from the roof. And I help you. So Emin Devere went to find Trayvon. Interior. Non-fiction section. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Kilroy reads by the light of an ancient lamp at an oak desk alone in an upper floor of the darkened downtown library. In a more respectful line of work, Norwin Manessis, Danilo Blandin, and Freeway Rick Ross would have been hailed as geniuses of marketing. Exterior, Mid-City, Main Public Library, morning, March 19th, 2015. Hot sauce drops all the jars and bottles, leaving them to shatter on the ground in true Daisy Diner fashion. He applauds himself and walks away. This odd trio, a smuggler, a bureaucrat, and a driven ghetto teenager, 
made fortunes. Interior, Mid-City's Financial, Top Floor, Morning, March 19th, 2015. A hairy-looking security secretary nods, holding the handle of an officer phone. A bald man... Find out where Mr. Wilfordshire went off to. Being the first mass market in America for a product so hellishly desirable that consumers... Uh, People rush around. An older woman holding a clipboard whispers into a balding man's ear. Well, I, I don't, I don't rightly know. We'll literally kill to get it. Crack cocaine. I, I, you, well, you see, Mr. Wilfordshire is uh, unseemingly particular. An older woman grasps the clipboard tightly to her bosom, leaving the room. People rush around. The balding man sweats, dabbing the top of his head with his tie. A secretary hangs up the phone, which immediately rings again. She answers the phone. The two men who turned Rick Ross into L.A.'s first king of crack, the men who, for at least five years, supplied him with enough Colombian cocaine to help spawn crack markets in major cities nationwide. Their critical role in the country's crack explosion. A Mercury News investigation found has been strictly guarded Not a he. Or a she. 
Hambone jumps and stomps a foot. What is it? That's not real. You guys are tripping. Y'all hallucinated. Andre and Carl R. walk by. Andre, Andre is carrying a case of Cokes. He sits it down. I got this from Sloppy Joe's. He was sexy. Heard he got shot. Not stabbed? The orange handsome. Nah, they just have coke. Nah, sloppy joe. Le avenging. The bando vagine. You're talking about the vagulenti? Slinky gasps. <gasps> we hear a pop and a flash. Vinyl meanders from behind a tree, carrying a glowing crystal ball, wearing a small crown, forged of oxidized bronze. Vinyl wanders behind a house. What in the hell is going fucking on? Y'all, okay, y'all, y'all want to hear a good joke? Y'all want to hear a good joke? We hear a pop and see a huh. flash. Cincinnati slides down a lamppost, licking an ice cream cone. He posted up again. I was looking for a vinyl. I have shit coming. Cara our <laughs> and spits and rubs his crotch. Where's licorice? <laughs> I don't like being the only. Okay, okay, goes like this. All right, mm. like, this is such a good joke. Evelyn Vigence. Cruel Vivian. La Pussy Riot. Okay. Night Bandit Vigilante. Pussy Riot. Andre claps his hands. Hey, Cincy, should we kill the president? Sure. Which bank? They what? both laugh. Remember what's her face? Where is Taka? Good old-fashioned, reliable, what's-her-face, miss that bitch. Could he the be orange phantom is like a ghost. Could he be a fed? Doesn't move like a fed. Hey, y'all see that guy over there? Fat tourist folds the newspaper, shuffling away. You acid dreaming? No, I Hambone snaps his fingers. Oh, you mean that, that demon scene running around? Someone said he's human traffic. No, that's you guys, no, no, this is such a good joke. All right. I, I mean, that's okay. weird, but listen. So, this guy walks into a talent agency, right? Notions of prefigurative socialization amid mental defenses that fire might eat away all. Since he walks off behind the house. He's still on his drunk. <laughs> that was a good one. Steve trudges up the sidewalk. Large hoodie zipped up with a hood on. We can't hear Steve through his hood, obviously. Jay Paul, be Steve. Oh, your mic is off. Ah. Yes. 
I think I'd like to report um, a murder. It's 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 not important. I I guess I can hold. Exterior, city rooftop helipad. After midnight, March nineteenth. The large black helicopter rests on a fortified rooftop. The mayor, filthy jumbo Jim Grisham, waddles out from a secret staircase. Far across the roof, we see licorice in a bright orange jumpsuit and reflective orange backpack. She removes bandages from her head, ties them to the roof. Toss one end over, lean on the edge and shout. Ah! Sirens wail. Gunshots blast, and we hear shouting and see flashing red, blue, and purple lights. Climb down! A large man, grinning wickedly and covered in blood, wheezes and pants his way out of the secret staircase to the roof. The mayor gestures him over. Ain't that the stripper, bitch? Call her <laughs> Sir. We need to hurry to the hella. I know that, you stupid asshole. Shannon emerges from the secret staircase holding two large caliber handguns armed with firearms and a dozen holsters and several ammo belts. You, you want to do the speech now? Carlos emerges from the secret staircase to the roof wearing a complex headset slash headlamp and holding a muzzled automatic rifle. Shannon cocks both guns. Get his majesty to the heli. Well, you see, let me explain. You work for me. Shannon approaches with the mayor slowly. I don't know you. Shannon kicks Jim Grisham in the stomach. Get on the copter. I don't want to get blood on these shoes. Exterior, MBC TV Studios, flashback March 18th evening. Mick parks the Bentley outside the television station across the street from City Hall. Interior, Mercy College dorm room. After midnight, March 19th, a ferret squeals and collapses on the floor of a bare dormitory bedroom. We hear on the radio quietly, Yes, you're hot sauce again. Okay. Uh-huh. So I guess Turloose might not be coming back. And, um, what was it, Roach? Man, and the gang ain't always freeing or whatever, so maybe Sensei will be here soon. Hm. I, I don't know. I heard some crazy shit about uh, Filthy Jumbo Jimbo. Interior, Julia Rockham's bedroom after midnight, March 19th. Julia dressed as a dungeon dominatrix lightly whips a college student, Bud Scruffily, as young Marx recites a poem. Loving you is like fucking an orange until trees spring to life from its seeds. I'm birthed through the eyes of your memory. We lay together and mix like paint, blending onto the floor, transforming the colors of a room. Bystanders hallucinate from inhaling our dreams. Bud scruffily comes. Exterior, City Hall rooftop helipad after midnight, March 19th. Shannon, 
our aims a handgun at the mayor who is climbing into a large black helicopter while her other semi-automatic pistol stays trained on the large man who smiles malevolently. Covered mm-hmm. in blood and squealing with Carlos, the driver, Carlos leads the large man who smiles back toward the secret staircase. Shannon spits at the mayor. Three, seven, two, one, three, four, one, three, seven. Fuck my mother. Exterior, a side street after midnight, March 19th. Homebums gather listening to a story. Andre hands out secret handshakes and codes. Okay, so it's like, okay, so cool. Okay, let, let me get my family, right? He's like talking to the to the guy. He's talking to the to the talent agent, right? So he's like, like, let me collect his um like his family, right? Like all of them, like grandma, like son, like his daughter, like his wife, and everything. Oh, it's such a good joke. Exterior, NBC TV studios, flashback, March eighteenth evening. Mick circles the block, examining <laughs> examining exits and entrances of the TV station. Across the street from City Hall. Interior, Golden Dragon Casino Inner Chamber, Witching Hour. Esquire sits behind Patricio Conwood's heavy oak desk. Clooney stands holding his uniform cap. My, my second in command ate a hobo's knife, throat first, for because of what we... I done everything you asked me. Clooney looks down and puts his cap on. He looks up with a determined expression. Fair's fair. Told you. The things that I told you to do. Esquire crosses and uncrosses her sexy legs. Sergeant Clooney, rumor has it that you possess quite the impressive member of society. Ha, you got me, you got me red face like a minstrel show. It would be a shame if someone were to revoke the membership. Ha! You will be compensated when you. Esquire sniffs. Neutralize a certain PI. You need it to us to dispose of the girl for how badly do you want to be an aristocrat? Exterior, NBC Studios, flashback. Flashback! March eighteenth, oh. evening. Mick tries a slide door. It's locked. He turns to walk away. As the door opens, Mick turns back to see Sheik Dolores coming out of the side door. Mick lunges, tackling her through the door. Interior, Julia Rockham's bedroom, the witching hour, March 19th. Julia, wearing a sizable velvet, face fucks Bud scruffily. Young Marks continues the poetic serenade. Where you can hollow out two weeks, fill them with eternity. The urge for permanence that built the pyramids. It's the question that calls us into the air. Exterior, the side street, 
the witching hour, March 19th. Homebums <laughs> sit on the curb as Carl R. continues his tale. The grandmother, okay. She's loving it. She's watching the whole thing. So he shoots his daughter in the head, right? It's like a, a sizable thing, like big enough to put his cock in, right? The grandma, she's laughing the whole time. All right, I can do, only do this trick once. Carl R. surveys his audience and smiles. The moon hangs high, a flying saucer soars by E.T. style. No one notices, except Sensi, who stands and walks away. I knew it. So he shoots his daughter in the face, right? And he's like, oh, this is perfect. It's already wet. It's already bloody. Grandma's into it. Oh, you're going to love it. Interior, Julia Rockham's bedroom. The witching hour, March 19th. Julia strokes a sleeping bud scruffily who snores ass up and nude on the bed. Young Marks recites, and Julia eyes him like a wolf. We fit together like ligaments. Exterior, city hall, rooftop helipad. After midnight, March 19th. Shannon spits, cursing up a storm as heavy winds blow and lightning clashes with thunder overhead. One gun remains trained on the mare, fidgeting in the helicopter. Her other gun twitches vaguely in a direction of the secret staircase. Cock-sucking motherfucking pedazo de mierda puta pendejo. Freaking stupid, inconsiderate, egotistical, narcissist, wannabe motherfucking asshole, faggot, my baby toxic bullshit, think what you did? No balls, pussy licking, ignorant, can't wipe his own ass, chicken eating, nigga loving, fingering your own butthole, fart sniffing, cunt queef of a peeping Tom, fiery, worthless, thief, insignificant, mediocre, never was, murdering, malevolent, unbelievable, quasi-pedophilic, fake-ass Taco Bell, snorting, panty-stealing, finger-fucking, good-for-nothing, wanting, never be more than a few goddamn bones buried in the desert, no plan having troglodyte ass. Unprofessional ass fucking bitch. <laughs> Interior. <laughs> <laughs> Interior, Julia Rockman's hallway, the witching hour, March 19th. Through her bedroom door, we see Julia Rockman, <clears throat> Rockman lungedly touching herself. Karl Marx finishes the poem. You place me to your lips and I burst like a thick stemmed cherry. The seed spills onto your tongue. I erupt from the pit of me with the urgency of birth and fill you like a congregation. Inside mm. you, I can see Corey God. Can't remember. Julia slowly <laughs> removes the strap on and him. stands crossing. I don't his name. Oh, I But scruffily snores, face down and nude, <laughs> on a plush bed. <laughs> Exterior, Mordecai's table, the witching hour, March 19th. A cop car, lights but no sirens, pulls up slowly and parks in front of Mordecai's table. A heavy-set patrolman, gently nibbling a pink glazed donut, opens the car door without enthusiasm. A walkie-talkie squawks! Yeah, yeah I myself. Know. I'm speaking out Probably right now, I need know. some help. Sacred sound, no raise me, my no. crown into new health. 
rooted down these teeter found. I have a choice to choose. Announce my move Heavy to Mount Heavy patrolman approaches the mind. locked front doors of the bar. He tries the door, then proceeds to investigate around back. Exterior, NBC Studios. Flashback! March 18th, evening. Lea Vagine leaps down from an awning over a side, a side door of the TV station. She wears the same outfit, but with a new color scheme, layers of charcoal and gray that blend perfectly into shadow. The bandaged vigilante slips in through the closing side door. Exterior, Mordecai's table, the witching hour, March 19th. A heavyset patrolman waves his flashlight, piercing the darkness of this dimly lit street. The patrolman approaches a rear entrance of Mordecai's table. He peers in through a window and drops the donut and cries out. The walkie-talkie squawks. Jesus, ever-loving savior. Heavy said patrolman fumbles, drops the flashlight, and unholsters his service weapon. The walkie-talkie squawks. We hear a siren in the distance. I'm gonna need some backup. Interior, Dolores' office, NBC <laughs> Studios. Flashback, Margie. Flashback! Evening. Cruel Vivian. Uh, Angel. Hi. Merdre. Triple no. Executor. Demon Seed. Cop. Kyla. <laughs> Night Watchman of the Pussy Riot. Ms. Evelyn. Vengeance. Lea Vagine, the Ghost. Slash miss that bitch. The abandoned vigilante mm. catapults through the side door, lifting Mick off Dolores and slamming the dick into a corner. Wait. The Avagine baton pins Mick by the throat to the corner of the hallway and the TV station. She speaks in a husky growl. You don't touch her. Mick attempts to pry the baton from his throat and fails. You got something to say? Mick drools and waves his arms, unable to speak. Sheik Dolores stands, her office curtains and doors are closed. The lights are off. Dolores places her keys on the desk. We're all listening. Mick mumbles, passing out. <laughs> okay, okay. Dolores makes a sound that could be laughter or tears. <laughs> Thank you. Lea Vagine releases Mick, who falls to the carpet floor. I've heard of you. The Virginia guillotine? Vagine? Sheik Dolores lifts her keys and clears her throat. Vagillotine? Isn't that the grim rapist? No? We talk about it all the time at the station. I, I never... I, am I dreaming right now? Would you speak? I, you, you spoke. I... I, I did hear that just now. I think I'm dizzy. 
Dolores faints. Yeah, good. That went well. I gotta get better at introductions. Leal Vagine turns and locks the side door, then checks the lock on the main office door. Exterior, the side street, witching hour, March 19th. Crowd dwindled. Car R drinks a can of Coke and tells his sole remaining friend the story as Andre counts a sack of bills. Oh, yeah. So, like, all right. So, this boy's like fucking his mom or whatever. And then get this. Holy shit, dude, get this. And the dad's like, yeah, totally. So, right, he's like, hold on. He's fucking his grandma. Uh, oh, wait, uh, uh, no, he already uh, fucked his grandma. And then he sees the dog and he's like, should I start over? I don't know, no. I, okay. Interior, black helicopter, witching hour, March 19th. The SWAT squad is audible in the background. They're going in. The mayor, <laughs> the mayor pulls a small pistol out of his pocket. Shannon, standing in between the secret stairs and the copter, shoots him in the hand. Blood splashes the copter, mare, and the point of view. <clears throat> Interior, Abe station wagon, witching hour, March 19th. Mick opens the door. He hesitates, then removes his service weapon. Not again. Not like Indianapolis. Interior, Julia Rockham's bedroom, witching hour, March 19th. Julia Rockham goes down on young marks. Few good men like Cuba Gooding and Guantanamo ruined ribbon judicial long time ago. Ask not, do not tell, don't want to know. Ascot, blue hair gel, Kalel, Geronimo, bang bitch, i.e. bongos, no conga though. Congo, Rhodes, Morton, Salt, Negro, Jelly Roll, Fat, Albert, Jim, Halpert, and Marv. Going away. Father and Sarge. Exterior side street, the witching hour. Oh, I remember David. March 19th. Carl R. sits exhausted, still regaling Andre with the tail. So then, so then, no, get this, dude. So then he's tired because he's old or fucking his own daughter. So now his wife, she's been resting, but she still has to take like a massive shit, right? So interior, secret staircase, the witching hour, March 19th. Carlos, the driver, trains a muzzled automatic rifle at a large man who smiles inexplicably. Carlos winks. And a large man smiles wider. We hear the SWAT team in the distance. Where you are, are, are. Surrender. Peace, peace, peace. We don't know one another super well. So let's review our options. A large smiling man holds out a hand. Peace. First of all, my name is Charlie. I'm uh, I'm an appreciator of your work. Uh, you did the trappers this week, right? That was something. And uh, your friend there. There is no. Yes. Hear that? 
SWAT supremacy. Think faster. Interior, Mordecai's table, wishing hour, March 19th. A heavy set patrolman peers in through a rear window, gasps, drops his donut, then the flashlight, and screams, ah! Corpses litter the restaurant. So many dead bodies. The approximate position of the diner patrons, although some appear to have died a while crawling across the floor. Broken glass and dishware litter the tables. The bar and floor among the corpses we see. A 12th district meter maid beside Captain Reginald. A uniformed security guard. Clarence, the mortician with a head librarian. She never got her bike back. 12th district desktop cop, board looking headquarter guard, Esquire's driver next to a pretty young nurse. Warhol alongside a pretty reporter and the 12th district guard, all dead. Get the captain. Yes, Captain Houston. The walkie-talkie squawks! Roger. Uh, patrol Quentin here. Tell Houston we have a... Exterior side street, witching hour, March 19th. A toddler wanders on the sidewalk. Andre lies on the curb, eyes closed. Carl R. stands on a nearby state... On a nearby station wagon. So then he's like fucking, like really fucking, like he's getting into it. Yeah, like he already banged his like mother. He already banged his his wife and his son and the dog. And his wife still has to take a shit. His daughter's dead now. Exterior, dark alley, witching hour, March nineteenth. Abraham stalks out of the alley, brandishing a service weapon. Anyone else feel like breaking the? Law. <laughs> Abe laughs, doubles over, and fucking vomits. <laughs> Exterior, freeway, by the river, witching hour, March 19th. DDS Leibowitz speeds out of town, passing Daisy and some homebums picnicking beside an old van. Exterior, Daisy's Diner, witching hour, March 19th. A sign outside the diner reads, it's closed for renovations. Coming soon. Mama Jules Mimosa Bistro. Oh. Yay! Yay. Good lunch, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. I have these three recordings. I'm going to cut them together, and then uh, I'll send out... Start the race, monopoly on park is safe. Profits off art, this race.
prison. Luminate, we ruminate. My niggas is sick, but roomies great. Stage left, you relate. A while we'll have a local poet speak their truth. And for the witching hour, an always free radio podcast with Roach and the gang in Cincinnati with The Facts. This monthly podcast. The ferret sits up, ears perked. The door creaks open. We hear Scruffy Bud's voice. Midterms! There you go. Next beer's on me! Too much honesty to handle and as i and as you can't see i am toulouse with the blues third eye root chakra and shoots stay tuned for another one and personally wish were a hit uh summer y'all dig uh, iggy azalea i guess uh, fair enough too too fair give me a red bone I said, uh, another red, red bone for the road. Oh, right. Forgot. Uh, what? Fine. One more time. Bud's footsteps retreat into the distance. Just heard Duran Jones and, uh, in- indications. I love you too, Aaron. And y'all seen the spaceship last night? I want you to call in. It's uh, 525-05111. Bud's footsteps return. Sorry, she sent. <clears throat> I got a text. Scruffy Bud, college student, enters the room with the phone in his ear. J-Rock! Interior, Abe Station Wagon, night, March 18th. Abe receives a text. Have fun at work? Frowny face. Which boob do you like best? (laughs) The exhausted detective stifles a laugh, cry, and texts back. Not the dumb one, the lazy one. We hear gunshots and see City Hall burning in the distance. Interior, Grisham's office, panic room, March 18th. Eloise, the violinist, plays a classical melody in a plush chamber, lit by the dancing flame of a solitary candle. Smoke slowly fills the room. She pauses. James, are you returning soon? Eloise continues to rehearse, smoke pouring in as light flickers. Eloise coughs and then plays on. Oh, okay, holy shit. Let me see. Uh, all right. Posthumously published June 7th, 1981. Pacific Palisades, Los Angeles, California. Jesus, what the... Okay. All right. Jimmy James... Filthy little Jimbo. Jumbo Jim, are you coming back? Is this one of your games? <coughs> Eloise coughs and plays on. Was it my fault? Manifested to this destiny? Such a criminal obeying gravity. Newton and Darwin's Law. 
a figure in a bright orange jumpsuit had completely wrapped in bandages crashes through a heavily curtained window and becomes entangled in fabric knocking over the candle flames leap up into the room and all the chaos outside city hall comes roaring in gunshots sirens flames shouting firelight flickers as smoke blows in and out of the room eloise screams dropping her instrument lord of murder the code of hammurabi can be no sacred to an untroubled mind was I wrong? Perhaps. How sacred is a grave? The orange-clad figure leaps up, beating flames out with their jumpsuit, throwing the smoking backpack down to stamp out everything signed but intact. Help! The orange-clad figure holds up two empty hands, approaching slowly. <clears throat> What frivol to mourn the location of human husk, cast off to our larger purpose. A cigarette? Yes, I will. Eloise slowly backs away, taking in the incendiary fact of her situation. Pyrotechnics reverberate outside, flares, flashes, and bangs, wailing sirens with blue, red, and purple lights. Vague, indecipherable voices murmur and shout. You won't, you won't hurt a lady. And in the drawer, his pistol and a copy of Ulysses. Exterior, side street, late night, March 18th. Home bums gather, sharing smokes and information. Gideon's head shit for taste. Scotch drinkers over bourbon as I'd imagine. No offense to that bastard Joyce, that mangy mick. Fuck this world into interminable hell. Final motions for sniping. You all got your shit. Now you know what I see. We'll find out everything. I don't know his name! I seen it too! I know who she is. Huh? What? Hot sauce wanders away. Gotta get toward the radio. Hot sauce is gone. Like I saying, I'm on uh, now. I'll do anything. Found the best band from some future and took it to our past. It's all mine. <laughs> Don't fucking touch it. Or I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone laughs. Waiting the swell of your finest raw apple whiskey. Wormwood. Or's tongue. Sweet Cynthia. Not long ago, I could have brought her and not rented. The ninny ever sought to do sought to do me, so never did before. Whose place was forgotten? I still here and she lying there now still Kilroy enters the frame and bumps into vinyl watch the fuck you go you faggot hey killer star man book is rad 
Kilroy wanders out of frame, stumbling and holding the book up for light amidst the shadow. Exterior, roof of City Hall, late night, March 18th. An orange-clad, bandage-wrapped figure climbs onto the roof, unwrapping the bandages, tying one end to a harness of the, on the roof, tossing the other end off the roof's edge. We see the face of Licorice, who shouts in a hoarse growl. Climb down! Interior, college dormitory bedroom. Late night, March 18th. Scruffy Bud hastily grooms himself for an evening elsewhere. Okay, I'll be right there, Jules. I will be there. What time? What? Yes. See you. The Scruffy Student gasps. <laughs> Hate to mention, but there seems to be a bit of disturbance. Bud scruffly throws on a coat and makes a few last-minute adjustments. Really? Around city. Hall. Uh, whatever, after whatever happened at the... Are you home? Is Vinny... Bud heads toward the door, then stops. The ferret kisses across the wall. Churchyard, it's been a hectic little moment. In fact, I heard something about them trap houses down by the... Interior, Nancy Wilson's bedroom closet, late night, March 18th. Nancy huddles in the corner of the closet, clutching her service weapon. Following his poor Lily. Nancy stifles a sob, flushed, sweating. Nancy stands gingerly and exits the closet. She surfaces the room and then and is struck with a coughing fit. Light droplets of blood spray in the air, landing on the wall, bedspread. White mother, pining for a sailor who drowned, as her own long line of matriarchs had wished for something else, a stronger man or a world less violent. Exterior, the college campus, late night, March 18th. Napkins wanders campus, looking looking intently at the ground, shining at tiny pin Interior, Professor Gatwood's office, late night, March 18th. Professor Gatwood smokes a pipe, holding a closed book, Discipline and Punish, The Birth Prison. The professor closes his eyes. Interior, Golden Dragon Speakeasy Casino, flashback. Flashback. Professor Gatwood with one hand lightly caresses Sophia Rheingold's cheek. The thumb plays across her throat. Sophia Rheingold gasps. Mortimer, stop. 
Teddy Rose kisses Bedelia in an indoor fountain. He told me he was out of the country till the month's end. Sophia looks down. Magnus can be unpredictable. Exterior, mixed office, the witching hour. The tag kill has been crossed out and replaced with R-E-M-E-R-E-M-E-O favors. French toast juggles three small stones walking with Cincinnati. Heard about this C-Y-O-A prom? Mick's front door is partially off the hinges. He peers out. Groggly looks at his empty parking spot and glances at the block. Mick shrugs, steps out, and attempts to cross the door, which hangs open. Mick walks down the block. A moment passes. A newspaper blows in the wind. Headlines reading, Disgraced Sarge, Puppet Mayor? A large man, smiling grimly, covered in blood, pushes through the door, hanging ajar, and steps into Mick's office. We hear a shout and the sound of a heavy furniture being overturned. Cretans. Exterior, M-P-R-F-M, the witching hour. Hot sauce walks, holding licorice's hand. What a poem about you. Licorice blushes. Interior, college dormitory, bedroom, the witching hour. <laughs> the ferret eats its own feces, spraying piss against another wall. The radio continues to play. You'd like to share? I've heard this before. Probably shouldn't open my big mouth. <laughs> A slight, tiny echo of laughter and applause. A little candy pear. Mm-hmm. Did you say? Hot sauce coughs. Parrot <coughs> shimmies around the storm. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna read my poem. The Vagilante for Richard. She broke into my heart in December. I stole her hand in March. She keeps trying to kill me. Interior, NPR FM Radio Studio. The witching hour. Licorice plays footsteps loose while beaming at hot sauce and blushing. Toulouse whispers in Licorice's ear. Like a pig while you blow me. Like a honeymoon of hay. Cottage of sticks. A brick house. <laughs> Licorice blinks, nodding at Toulouse, then blows a kiss at hot sauce. A sign reads, Toulouse, please, no candles! Yeah, babe. <laughs> Toulouse clears his throat, looking away. Hold me down, blow me away, suck me like a wormhole. Licorice stands, placing one hand in Toulouse's hair and another on the shoulder of Hot Sauce. Later, Sauce. I'll be at my hotel, Luce. Through the multiverse? Swallow me like grief and guilt? Consume me, this American lust. I am Nixon's White House. Deep throat me. Go down on me. Licorice walks up, quietly opening the door and closing it behind. 
Toulouse slumps over in the chair. <sighs> like burning Zeppelin crushed hopes on a stinking, a sinking steamship. Kamikaze alcoholic, take me down with you. Vagilante comes at night, nipples like mountain cliff peaks. Exhaling organ orgasms, lust hungry, fuck hurricane. Toulouse stands and walks out of the room. A minute. Teach me worship. Bring me to your clit. Let me tend its flame like a shepherd. Ink magic sky overhead. Hilltop philosopher in agony watching your orgasm. Each one sacred as the only, like the first. You're listening to Murder Public Radio. Murder in Mick City. March 18, 2015. Exterior. Mid-City Public Hospital, March 18th dawn. An ambulance idles in the ER entrance, flanked by police cars. I want to be a photographer. I should get a dark room. And then a camera. Exterior, City Hall, night, March 18th. Elizabeth Esquire, mostly obscured by a sizable hedge, holds her skirt in the air. We hear, but cannot see, a second person. Hold on. Is that find it there it there it is Kilroy has a statue by a large shrubbery some call me Tim where'd you go baby when you're coming back Carry on. Happen in the bed like a heart attack. What time is it? Let's go. We hear a pop. We see a flash. Final appears from around the corner, holding a book and a glowing crystal ball. Here, kid. You like Henry Miller, right? Check this out. Topic with Gemini? Never heard of it. Interior, Mid-Cities Public Hospital, night, March 18th. Abe takes notes, talking with the doctor, Candace Jefferson. No gunshot victims? Tropic of Gemini. A novella. For Ennis. When was this published? 
First edition? Is that so? Woke up in a flop house somewhere outside of Cincinnati. Two dollars on the table, beer in my hand, crickets. Dance on the windowsill. I thought about killing myself in the gun and with the gun in the drawer. I thought of Rome, a shot glass, bucket of vomit. Exterior City Hall rear entrance night, March 18th. Shannon, the mercenary. Douses the rear entrance with gasoline, lighting a cigar, then puffing it once. She tosses the cigar and walks out of frame. Flames climb the hedges. More of this shit. <laughs> the driver, Carlos, runs through the frame in a black suit. Leaky faucet and the fecal aroma of a broken toilet. The whole left and must have forgotten a prophylactic soiling the dingy rug on this borrowed floor corpses lent from uncertain future her name was cynthia she said the whore i don't remember what time it was or how long i slept only the strangled bodies of the lost cigarettes choking out the din of yesteryear Final meanders towards the bushes. Elizabeth Esquire slowly enters the frame, adjusting her clothing, her skirt on backwards. Esquire holds a phone and peers at the screen. We hear a pop and see a flash. Esquire leaves the flame. Julia! Kilroy wanders into the frame, holding a book, Tropic of Gemini. Being shaved vinyl. Is this real? Kilroy wanders out of the frame. Sirens wail, people scream. You'll never guess. We hear a pop and see a flash. When was the last time I went outside? Walked with a woman. Further than the doorway to the bed. French toast walks by, chatting with licorice. Now, he speaks me in a language I can understand. The fire rages in the distance. Three police officers run past, circling the building. Yeah, right. Really, yeah. A walkie-talkie squats, licorice taps, French toast. And they leave frame. Older beat cop runs off. Who am I to doubt the yellow Chinese? Ask the nigger to make me a cup of tea. The house girl left. Last time, after I forgot my place, and remember she remembered hers. And the John across my hall still. Where is the Buckwad emerges from the bushes with the rest of night. Two more cops run around the building. Buckwad pursues with a manic gleam in his eye. Come here, boy! 
owes me two nickels for the paper. Hell with it. My tea comes in a bottle. I come from. Someone ah! screams from outside the frame. And Cynthia, where the hell is that nigger girl? Chapter 1. Buckwad runs back to the bushes, knife dripping in blood. For some reason, I like to give myself oxygen. Shannon walks slowly through the frame, wearing a heavy coat and carrying a double bag. I guess I get bored easy. Interior, City Hall, night, March 18th. Shannon locks the side door behind her and steps inside. She pulls out a Nextel phone. Roger, five entrances. One down, heading to the front. She drops the duffel bag, lifts out the gasoline and torch, spraying them both at anything flammable in the vicinity. She pulls numerous firearms out of the bag, stashing them in holsters, hidden all throughout her outfit. She tosses her coat into the rising flame, which climbs almost to the ceiling. I get bored easy. The duffel bag made me do it. I'm going to retire, but not tonight. Exterior, City Hall night, March 18th. City Hall burns, vinyl laughs. <laughs> holding the glowing crystal ball. French toast waves to licorice's receding form. General Pando takes digital video footage of the fire. A station wagon careens around the corner with Mick semi-conscious in the passenger seat. My power is growing. That's the crystal, man! Interior, Abe's station wagon night, March 18th. Mick coughs, turns and smiles at Abe. The flames of City Hall rage all around. Mick laughs and slaps Abe. Abe turns, flashing an expression of unbridled rage, punching Mick square in the face. White boy. Exterior, City Hall, night, March 18th. Flames jump nearly to the roof of City Hall. General Pando edges back from the blaze. Abe's station wagon hops onto the curb. The general stumbles, falling into the street, makes screams. Hey! I didn't kill that girl. Interior, City Hall. Night, March 18th. The mercenary, Shannon, walks away from the flaming door with the end of the hallway. She sports numerous holsters holding innumerable firearms, various tools, and ammunition. Shannon holds an enormous handgun in each hand, and she sings. Exterior, mix office night, March 18th. 
Abe's station wagon pulls in front of Mick's office with a dented hood. It wasn't unintelligent for a Negro's project. Exterior, City Hall, night, March 18th. Kilroy finds a video camera beside a General Pando's mangled, still breathing body. Ground score? Interior, Abe Station Wagon. Night, March 18th. Abe slaps Mick awake. Get the fuck out of my car. Interior, City Hall, night, The mercenary stalks City Hall's empty passages as fire rages from behind and smoke fills the hallway. She fires deafening gunshots into the empty hallway. Shannon approaches another side exit. She holsters the handguns, pulling a clear plastic bottle and a miniature torch from her utility belt. She sprays the door, both singing as she tosses firecrackers into the utility belt and exits the frame. I didn't kill the girl. Flames engulf the frame. We hear fireworks ignite. Exterior makes new office night, March 18th. Mix searches for his keys by the front door, illuminated in the headlight of the station wagon. <laughs> Fuck shit. Mick finds the keys and drops them. I didn't kill that girl. Abe! Interior, City Hall, night, March 18th. Shannon fires both handguns randomly in the empty fluorescent hall. The people emerging from office doors, stairwells in the adjacent hallway, screaming and running in all directions. Not gonna have another drink. <laughs> Ever. Tomorrow. Before 5 p.m. It's two hours away. And if Kilroy, and if I did kill the girl, it was only a dream. The lights of city hall are silent in Interior mixed office night, March 18th. Mixed darkened empty office littered with fallen soldiers. We hear a muffled voice at the door. Some trouble with keys, fucker. <laughs> Abe's glittered from first through the door. Knocking hinges into the camera's view. Interior City Hall. Night. March 18th. The hall is engulfed in shadow. We hear the sound of a metal canister hitting the marble floor and rolling. The room is illuminated with a flashbang. In various corners, you see A, Steve, huddling in fear. B, the upright bassist embracing an electric guitarist. C, an older woman mumbling at the ceiling. And D, the hotline manager crawling on hands and knees. 
You ready for me? You ready for me? The hall returns to darkness for a moment and a smaller flashback. And the room is briefly <laughs> illuminated. This continues four more times. Darkness, a flashbang, and light. Nice town you got. Alternating with blindness, we see Steve. On the shoulder, bullet strikes. The electric guitar is high. An older woman faints as Shannon shoots a hotline manager in the ass. MK Ultra, shithead. Interior, mix office night, March 18th. Mick stumbles toward the desk, collapsing into an office chair, his head striking an answering machine with a pawn ticket still attached. The machine beeps in the voice of Crystal, the medium, face. Yes, uh, your friendly psychic down the block. May you be available for hire. Please apprise me of your rates, or shall I guess? You know where to find me, detective. I'm getting an intimation. There's still another client in your future. The machine beeps. Exterior, City Hall, Main Steps, Night, March 18th. People in the building, running and tripping, falling down stairs, the shrubberies, leaping over walls, fences, railings, the flames engulfed nearly everything in sight. A disheveled, long-haired gentleman wearing a sign that reads, Death is here! COVID-15 jaywalks slowly across the street, stepping over the corpse of General Pando. Bless yourself. Bless yourself. Carlos walks up the main steps of the hall, wrapped in ammo, masked in war paint, wearing a complicated headlamp slash headset and carrying a silenced automatic rifle. It was all a dream. If I did kill the girl, who would miss her? Say I did. I killed the girl. Say it. Not for spite. For, as an ex, as an exercise, an experiment of thought. The crowd goes wild. Carlos files the silenced automatic rifle, indiscriminately illuminated only by firelight and lamps outside the driver's fi firearm chirps. Not unlike the screaming of a keen vulture. Team. Interior. City Hall, night, March 18th. Carlos stops into shadow, firing wildly, passing only a flick on the headland. We hear the squawking of a nextel and distantly a rustling like the pages of a book. We see people flee and thin beam of Carlos's headland flashes gunfire as heavy smoke fills the air. Say, I killed her. Could you even prove it? Chapter 2. That wasn't me. The devil me. Was not I. In the Cartesian sense. F forget the ignorant Austrian fuck. 
his Sisyphean parapraxis to quote a friend. Shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot the... Steve hobbles readily out the front entrance. <laughs> Carlos seems not to care whether he hits anyone at all. His hail of rounds missing more people than they strike. An older woman, titties lightly bouncing, makes her way towards the main entrance. Through a smoke-filled atrium, loud gunshots echo from down the hall as Carlos' silence rifle chirps continuously. We are what we are after what we've done. Exterior City Hall night, March 18th. Gilroy reads the firelight, acne casting shadows across his young face. A boy grins, teeth bare, and bites his tongue. A trickle of blood runs down Gilroy's chin, and he barely seems to notice. Licking his lips clean, Gilroy spits. Roaches shift a sheet on the dingy cot that passes from my bed and the squalid love nest holding my stench. And for this, I pay. And for this. You hear the chirping of Carlos's silenced rifle alternating with loud booming gunshots from deeper inside. Kilroy turns the page. Dormitory bedroom night, March 18th. The radio is on. In a Spartan door dorm room. Winnie the Pooh catching his first crush on Robin's mom. Dark 30 in the hurt locker. There's no carpet bomb. I'm the art of wrong. Art and song. Cool the call. Cross with Shaka Khan and the wrath of Khan. And when we realize that Adam Clayton Powell
another in New York, Reverend Glamison. I don't know if you've heard of him out here. He's a Christian minister, but has become famous for his fight against the segregated school system in Brooklyn. Reverend Clean, right here, is a Christian minister here in Detroit. He's the head of the Freedom Now Party. All of these are Christian ministers. come to us as Christian ministers, they come to us as fighters in some other category. I'm a Muslim minister. The same as they are Christian ministers, I'm a Muslim minister. And I don't believe in fighting today in any one front, but on all fronts. In fact, I'm a black nationalist freedom fighter. Islam is my religion, but I believe my religion is my personal business. It governs my personal life, my personal morals, and my religious philosophy is personal between me and the God in whom I believe, just as the religious philosophy of these others is between them and the God in whom they believe. And this is best this way. Were we to come out here discussing religion, we'd have too many differences from the outstart, and we could never get together. So today, though Islam is my religious philosophy, my political, economic, and social philosophy is black nationalism. You and I... As I say, if we bring up religion, we'll have differences, we'll have arguments, we'll never be able to get together. But if we keep our religion at home, keep our religion in the closet, keep our religion between ourselves and our God, but when we come out here, we have a fight that's common to all of us against the enemy who is common to all of us. The political philosophy of black nationalism only means that the black man should control the politics and the politicians in his own community. The, the, time, the time when white people can come in our community and get us to vote for them so that they can be our political leaders and tell us what to do. Hello, everyone. It's four o'clock. And we are about to start the Always Free podcast. We're listening to Citizens of Sleep over top of the Malcolm X speech. And before that, we heard episodes of Murder and Mixed City. So this is the Always Free podcast, and we are talking about... Today, we are talking about... Gathering in Idaho, is it a good idea? Is it not a good idea? Uh, we're going to have a conference call. People are going to call in. We're going to have a roundtable discussion about this and what people think because of this COVID spread. This might be 